So we're here this week um, as a couple. This is a little bit different than what we're used to. We normally have um, our chief, Mark Winship, at the helm of our podcast. But this week, um, we thought we'd do something a little different. And uh, Nick and I are jumping on to talk about working together as a couple. So that should be fun. Good to see you, Nick. Morning. <laughs> this might look a bit weird, but we're actually in exactly the same place, just sitting at a different part of the table um, while we're out uh, on our holiday in uh, Mallorca. Um, um, we just wanted to talk about how um, the dynamic of uh, a relationship um, changes when you actually start working on your property business together or in fact any business uh, together and how you can steer that ship and I thought maybe if we shared some of the lessons that we've learned along the way um, it might help you guys because a number of the students that we've worked with over the years are uh, in relationships um, and they have to at least when they start out at least when they start out and they have to navigate uh, through um, the, not just the starting a business together, but actually keeping their relationship um, on track at the same time. So um, do you want to start, Nick, about how we first started working together in our recruitment business at the beginning of 2007? Because I guess that was probably, for us, the toughest part of beginning to work together. Yeah, and I remember we set up a little office in the kind of box room in the flat room at the time, thinking it was a great idea that we'd just sit next to each other and it, it would all be, you know, lovely while we worked our recruitment business together and sitting next to each other all day. And it was, I think, probably within, I don't know, the first few hours, we probably realised that that probably wasn't wasn't the best way of doing it. Uh, yeah, we very quickly kind of, because, you know, when you're in a relationship, you don't really see the other half at work. Mm. Um, so you're working there, you're working there, and you come back and, you know, you have your kind of couple life. But when you're working together as well, in the same room, you kind of see see everything. <laughs> you, know, that, you know, you see how they work, and it's often more, than, more, than, more often than not um, very, very different to how you might work. And that's what we discovered really quickly, I think, is that yeah. we, we, we just have very, very, very different styles of working. Um, and, um, you know, we quite quickly got each other's nerves, I think, <laughs> in that little box room. Um, because the way that I would work wouldn't be the way that the camera did things. So, you know, yeah. there's loads of examples of things we can talk about, but, you know... Uh, this, 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 um, still, there's still things, even to this day, that you do mm. that, that drive me absolutely... In, insane but I mean we, we've only been together maybe three years at that point so it's not like we were you know new or um you know didn't know each other three years in but I, the one that sticks in my mind um is the fact that my personality type is do 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 even if what I'm doing isn't particularly uh, correct or accurate at least I was doing it and my to-do list had to be finished in the day and I would work tirelessly um, until it finished, even if that meant me finishing at midnight. Whereas Nick would take like an hour to write one email to make sure it was absolutely correct and accurate. And I'm like going crazy, going, just get it done. Like we're wasting time here. Um, whereas he would get frustrated with me, you know, making maybe mistakes along the way. And you would literally switch off about 5 p.m. and go, that's me, I'm done, five o'clock. 
you know, I'll deal with the rest of my to-do list tomorrow. And that, even to this day, I, I think is just something that I've had to learn to accept <laughs> along yeah, the way. But and then on the, on the other side, I would, I would start a lot earlier. So yeah. I would be kind of up and get a load of emails and things out early so that I could switch off a bit later on. Whereas Caroline's a bit more of a slower starter. So, you know, I wasn't really kind of get going till probably later in the morning. So yeah. I'm definitely then if nice. something happened, yeah. she would have to respond immediately. Yeah. Like, right. An email's come in at midnight or, you know, she'll check her phone at midnight or there's an email come in, she would have to respond there and then to that. Whereas that drives me out. I'm just like, well, yeah, noted. I'll make a note. I've got to deal with that in the morning. But now I can, I know I'm dealing with that. So I can switch off now and I'll deal with that in the morning. So little things, you know, there's going to be lots of little things that you kind of, work out about each other um but yeah so there'd be you know so Karen for example you know she would just file off emails yeah and then more often i'll have to clean them up clear up things later you know whereas i prefer to get it right the first time yeah it takes a bit longer but you know it's right so it, it both you know both approaches are, are are right for that person you know some you're very much kind of an action right do, do it now and we'll get perfect later deal with it later whereas yeah. i'm like well i like to get it right yeah you know sometimes you know um one is right the other is wrong but most of the time both of those approaches will work so yeah so i think that was that was the biggest one that really struck me early 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 on and actually it, it probably took us six to eight months working together in that business with lots of arguing um lots of frustration to then work out actually neither one of us is going to change. You know, I'm not going to change Nick's ways. He's not going to change my way. So let's just play on the strengths of each other and accept it, even though I'm not quite there yet. Um, and I think that's probably what what's, what stood us in, in, in good stead for then when we went into our property business because I was very much what I loved doing was sniffing out the deals, finding the deals, arranging the viewings, going and doing the viewings, you know, maybe running very much on the back of a fag packet numbers, putting the offer in, and then I'd be moving on to the next thing. Whereas Nick would then have to come in and sweep up saying, you're putting in offers on deals that we haven't actually even done the full due diligence on. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll worry about due diligence later. But actually those two different approaches that we'd, hated about each other and the recruitment business worked really quite well in property um, because Nick was meticulously doing the due diligence in the background while I was just rushing out there and, and, and finding deals and putting offers in and building the relationships and being very, very busy. I remember there was, there was times where I'd be out sometimes doing things and I'd ring you and say, oh, I've just seen this just seen this other deal potentially on blah, blah, blah. And before I'd even finished the sentence, you'd be like, oh, let's just buy it. Let's buy it. I'm like, well, <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> I haven't even done basic numbers on it yet, you know. Um, so I think, you know, what we discovered was that you have to assess what each party brings to the table and work to, to those strengths and not try and get someone to do something that, that they really are not equipped to do. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, I've said this a lot of people that I've mentioned and coached over the years, that you've got to kind of, as an individual, you'll be able to do all of it. But if you're working in a couple, you'll have, you know, naturally one of one of you will be better at certain things, one of you better at other things. You've all, you, 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 as an individual, you've got to be able to do all of it at some point. 
yeah. but don't duplicate. So, yeah. for example, you know, Caroline loves going out and chatting and building relationships and viewing properties and all that. I quite like doing all that stuff too, but she's better at it than me. Um, so if we've got time and we're both, you know, we can split those tasks and she can be taking the lead on that side of things. And then, you know, I, you know, I, I sit and I'll do the due diligence and do the numbers and, and all, all of those things, which Caroline can also do, but doesn't really like doing that. Yeah. So it's kind of splitting those responsibilities and not duplicating work. But also I think and I've worked with a lot of couples over the years is allowing the other person to do their thing. Yeah. Give them space to do it. Yeah. I guess what what's coming at the crux of this, which maybe a lot of people that you've worked with over the years, Nick, is that they they establish um that they're actually wanting different things from the business or their expectations of what their role is in the business is different to what their partner thinks. And maybe that's where the storming um, all comes from is, you know, maybe not having a common goal at the beginning that they're both really invested in first and foremost, but then when they get knee deep in, in the doing that they lose sight of why they're doing it or what purpose it's all for. Um, can you think of any examples of couples maybe you've worked with over the, the years where um, maybe the, it, it come out, they, you know, along you coaching them that actually they wanted different things or the, you know, they, they were working towards something different to what they thought they were working towards? Yeah, absolutely loads of examples of that. And it's something that I kind of, you know, really work hard on at the beginning of any kind of mentoring or coaching relationship I have is is alignment of goals. <clears throat> and anyone that's hearing this as well will know that I do that. <clears throat> because there's no point, there's no point trying to go out there and just buy properties. And I say to everyone, look, anyone can go out there and buy a property. It's easy, right? Going and buying a house, that's, that's, that's easy. But actually going out and buying property with a specific strategy that you're aligned with that's that's a different thing um and so i've worked with lots of couples that yeah you know until you really dig into it you find out they haven't actually really communicated what they're actually trying to do as a unit yeah um to each other you know yeah. you can sit individually and they'll say yeah we're doing this and doing that i say well have you actually talked to each other about it no, well not, not really yeah so well that is first of all number one you've got to have to sit down <clears throat> with each other and work out what is it that we're actually trying to do here yeah um real detail you know starting from what's our life plan yeah and I'm, i meet a lot of couples that, that, that don't actually discuss a life plan so well you know that that's a real challenge for me as a mentor you know is to work <clears throat> work with somebody that doesn't know what they're trying to do it's like well what are we, what, why are we here <laughs> um what are you trying to achieve where are you trying to get to um and if you two as a couple don't know what that is that's the first thing you've got to sort out yeah is what are you actually as a couple as a as a unit what is your life plan yeah you know, 5 10 15 what is it you know we talk a lot about it we talk all the time about it so yeah you know i've said quite recently on this holiday i'm like right you know in 10 years time our boys are going to be through school and away what's up what, where do we want to be at that point now there might be not some you know there might be something you don't particularly want to fast forward in your mind you know we don't because we you know we Loving the kids as they are this age, but you know, the reality is in 10 years they are going to be away. And um, you know, we need to be putting things in place now for, for when that happens and thinking, well, look, and that's point. Oh, do we still want to be living where we're living? Do we want to be having a different type of lifestyle? Well, you know, we need to be thinking about that now. 
Yeah. Um, so that that's a big one for me is is alignment of goals. And mm. if you're listening to this, watching this as a couple, if you ha- haven't sat down and worked out your life plan, you need to do that. Yeah. Before you do anything, before you go and look at any properties, do anything else, work out what your life plan is. And we we know couples who have started on this property investment journey together, but actually haven't made it as a couple, not because property split them up, but fundamentally, I think, you know, maybe one party is so committed to having an alternative to working um, in a job and wants to create, you know, income, multiple streams of income through investing in, in, in assets like property. And then the other part, is saying yes 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 i do it but ultimately when it comes to creating it they're dragging their heels and 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 fundamentally they haven't really wanted that underneath it all and so the relationship uh, falls 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 down from that side i know that you've seen um evidence of that happening over the years nick and i even see it um at the the very very basic three-day taster course where you know a couple come along one's really really enthusiastic i want to do this i want to do this and the other part is like over my dead body i don't want to spend the money or you know we don't have the time and kind of holds them back and you just know it's not it's not property or property education that's that's the challenge here is fundamentally they're not being on the same page and wanting the same things out of life and and that's a relate you know relationship therapy that's needed there rather than you know help with the property business yeah i mean sometimes you see that and and the other person gets it and you see you know one leads but the other half at some point along the journey will go yeah i'm I'm in i get it and then that's good and other times that won't happen and often find it's an honesty thing you get couples you know you get one maybe that leads and the other one wants to be part of it but deep deep down they don't um and they're not honest with themselves about that and um and, that, and that, that's when it leads to, to real issues so you you know you both got to be on on side and you both got to get it and understand you know what the point of it is if you like i said it all relates back to life if you if you're not talking about what your life plan is where you're trying to get to all the time and we talk about it all the time yeah all the time yeah right yeah. is what we're doing aligned with where we're trying to get to you know we clash sometimes so we talk about you know i've been introducing the concept of maybe um kind of you know maybe selling things um looking at our portfolio and assessing our portfolio and signing look is this is this unit really returning what we need it to return um if it isn't then should we be selling this unit and redeploying the funds elsewhere now caroline Know, is, is not really a big fan of selling things yeah you know, we've regretted some of the things we've sold over the years um so you know we, we do have to kind of adjust and talk about these things and and you know and, and how we've worked out that is well look, rather than selling any assets maybe that we that we have that are performing let's try and turn them around make them perform but also let's maybe start a sideline strategy that is specifically about buying developing and and, and selling on yeah um and we can kind of add that to the business rather than change something about business already if you if you still mean so you know it is about kind of growing and developing as you go you have you have to be talking about it and um, as i said we we do all the time, all the time. I, I i also think giving giving each other space to talk about um 
what's on their vision board, for example. Now, it's been a long, long time, and I probably shouldn't say this and admit it since we've had a vision board. We do not have a vision board. However, what we do have is very clear um, goals. We actually keep, we do keep a journal um, about, you know, what we're, or we're working towards. But we did have a vision board. We did have a vision board. At the beginning, and we, you know, we did achieve we did what achieve we wanted what was on there absolutely yeah. um but there was one of contention whereby one of my goals was to have a house in the scottish highlands and nick was like nah nah that would be rubbish like the weather in scotland's so so crap we're never ever gonna holiday in scotland and we're gonna have one in spain instead now that has been in a clash <laughs> literally but years that's because you've got very different visions about what a holiday home is so my vision of a holiday home is kind of where we are now. You know, we're in a villa in Yorker, it's sunny, we've got swimming pools over there. Um, you, you know, we've, we can walk down to a little, lovely little town where we can... Yeah, 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 yeah. You're painting la right? yeah. That, that's my vision of what a holiday yeah. home is. Caroline's vision of a holiday home is different. So, yeah, I remember quite a vivid argument that we had about that. Like, you can't you can't piss on someone's vision. Like, you, like if that's my vision, like, you've got to support it. So now we're just like, do you know what? We're going to have both. We're going to have one in the Scottish Highlands and we're going to have one in the sun. That keeps everyone happy. So now we need to work double hard to get both of those things. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy Scotland. I'll be, in, I'll be in the pool. Yeah, exactly. But, I, you know, those, those visions, you know, being aligned, I guess, in the main... Uh, body of it is important but if there's a little offshoots it's like where you're having your holiday homes then that that's okay like it's, it's some things that you know one of you feels more passionate about than the others like say for example you know the big ones in your life now where you're living yeah are you living in a place you want to live in the type of house you want to be living in kids schooling yeah these are the really big ones and you know sometimes one of you do need to compromise on that so when we were thinking about where we were going to Face ourselves, and I'm sure you tell the story on your. Well, you were, yeah, we, we, you were moving to Australia. Yeah, and I'm, I'm from London, London um, Edinburgh. Um, you know, we met. Because I was, I was off to Australia. Australia. I wanted to go and live in other places and and all that. And yes, but sometimes you have to make compromises, and you know, we compromised on me moving to Edinburgh. <laughs> Um, um, which, is, which is you know where we, where we are and you know you were very clear about the house you know the area that you, know, you wanted to live in there and the house and she felt, she felt more strongly about it than I did so that was okay in terms of compromise I wasn't going to say no we have you know I'm determined we're going to bring up a family in London or Australia or wherever so we're like no as long as you know we're family together and she had a very clear vision yeah that's cool um other things I am about, about like you know, not having a holiday home like cold and miserable and where it rains in July and blah blah. So, things, things like that, that feel feeling more strong. So, so, I think it's just a couple of you realize the really important things, yeah. Um, the kind of deal breakers sometimes one of you will need to compromise on that. Sometimes you have a completely shared vision on that, which is brilliant. Um, but acknowledge that you are different people and uh, um, you, you know, you won't always have exactly the same vision, but as long as your life plan is you agree on that and share that yeah you know you you, you compromise where you, where you need to so what advice let's uh give give people advice that let's imagine we have someone listening to this podcast who is super pumped up about this wanting to do it um um and has a partner who is in the background 
knows, uh, you know, that they're going to probably be venturing out into this world of property investment and is not particularly enamored about it. Um, what advice can we give to them? Because they're probably going to be feeling a little bit isolated because let's face it, they want to be going home, talking about it with their partner, you know, bouncing. I think bouncing ideas off is really where you get a lot of good feedback from someone who's on the same page. And if they don't even have that, that can be a real challenge. Um, what advice have we got for people that are in that situation? Because that happens a hell of a lot. And in fact, I'm thinking of a student that we, we taught years and years ago. Do you remember Alex? Alex yeah. Colley. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in exactly Hi, that situation. Hi, Alex. I hope I haven't just like outed you there in your personal background. But you know, that was a prime example of somebody who was so, so, so buzzy. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, doing this. And partner was like, eh, no, this is not my thing. I don't want to do it. I think you're crazy. But he has managed to turn all of that around um, uh, and has just carried on doing it. And, and, and wife has just come along for the ride without liking it. Um, not, not not everyone can do that. So what advice have we got, Nick, for someone that's in that situation? I, I guess quite quite a lot. Um, um, and, um, yeah, I'm not going to sound like a broken record, but it does come down to life plan discussions. Um, and I've, I've had one recently where a student of mine is like, you know, he's in a really, really good job, a, a you know, job and a career, and he's probably listening to this. I'm not going to name him. But, um, you know, he's in a career that makes people be really envious of. Um, but but understand that this is not the way he's going to really achieve all the goals he wants to achieve around time and family and, and all these other really important things. Um, but if he told you his, his career, you know, you're like, wow, that, that's like a dream career. Um, and his other half is also in a, you know, a really, you know, um, high-value career as well. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's kind of, you know, he's much more taking the forefront of this and there's probably a little bit of reticence on the other, on the other side. I think, well, look, what, you know, and it's about life plan discussions. It's like, look, we're in great careers, but in 10 years' time, where, where are we? Mm-hmm. You know, when we have a family, where are we? You know, what, what do we, you know, if, if we're working 80 hour weeks, how's that working? Um, and, and it's about seeing that the property can free you off from that. So, um, you know, but a great deal recently oh, on a mentorship, it's really good, what, you know, just, Entry point, point to show you, look, this can work. We, we can be starting to thousand pounds a month from one property into our account. Let, let's scale that up. Um, and we can, we can start, start, even though we're in high paying jobs, we can start, you know, creating a, a, a start plan that's going to replace that eventually. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's where some partners are struggling. So, well, look, great, property, great, but what's 200, 300 pounds a month going to do for us? Yeah. Nothing. But it's about sharing that vision of, well, look, that first to let you do that puts two three hundred pounds in is a stepping stone to getting five of them which is a stepping stone to moving into higher value um you know income streams like hmos or like service combination strategies moving into commercial property where the big cash flows are one of our students has done a deal what putting eight thousand pounds a month yeah into the bank account you know but didn't start there but that's where you're getting to and if you know you can build that up that's the vision and that's where you need the long-term life plan to Say, well, look, this isn't going to, it's not an overnight thing. We're not going to go and do property in next month. You know, we've got 30 grand a month coming in, but over a five to 10 year period, that can happen. Yeah. And, 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 you, and, and so you, 
And that's where the conversation needs to be around bringing a partner on board who's maybe a little bit skeptical about it. Is look, this can run alongside what we're already doing. Yeah. But it can get us where we want to go because with property, the sky really is a limit. You know, that you can be a billionaire in property if you want. You know, you, you've, you've got to do the work, you've got to have the strategy. Yeah. But um, property will always be a high paid career. Yeah, I think I think um, getting them on board and showing them the results really does help. But with someone starting out who's just like sharing the vision about you know what this could be, it's going to be quite challenging if they are skeptical or a little bit of a doubter or fearful. I mean, let's face it, lots of people don't want to go into this because they're scared of the debt or they're scared of losing money or scared of making mistakes, scared of what people think of them. Um, and, and we, we often... often um, you know, happy partners holding somebody else back because of fear. And I think communication, communication, communication is is the, the biggest message and the takeaway really from, from this podcast episode is like if you're not discussing and communicating with your partner about what you want, not not just out of the relationship, but out of life and your career and money-wise and fulfillment, then how on earth can you ever you know, compromise and work together as a team. Um, and I, I always try and simplify everything and say to somebody when, you know, they're thinking, oh, you know, I've got to ask my, my partner's permission to do this. Also, I, I do find that's quite an interesting concept in itself, you know, asking permission from somebody that you're sharing your life with. Um, it's quite interesting language. However, you have four, four options available to you. Um, if you know, you're in that situation where you're wanting to get started but partner's not so cool with it, your first option is uh, just start it, do it and don't tell them about it. Um, that's quite extreme and I guess uh, <laughs> says a lot about your, your relationship if that's the option that you go for. Uh, but we have had people do that where they just, just like, you know what, I'm just, just going to quietly do this in the background, they don't need to know. know. Uh, my, my money, my life, life uh, type attitude, which great so that's option one do it don't tell them second option is do it tell them and they kick off they're really negative they're constantly in your ear and dragging you down and you just live with the pain of that again not an easy option that uh, but only you will know if your partner's going to be um, like that and it might be that your relationship doesn't even survive with that um, with that, that's, that's, that's the school, um, continuing. So that's, that's your second, second option. option. Third, third option is, and probably our preferred one, is do it, tell them they don't like it, but the results start to turn them and get them on board. So that's probably the one that we see happen most often. Um, but it means that you know both parties come on the same page at some point and then your fourth option is don't do it keep them happy you don't follow what you actually want to do and easy easy life because you don't have any of the hassle and you just carry on doing what you're doing right now so those are the four the four option i mean there is one like like literally split up and just do it anyway but i'm not going to talk about that this isn't a couple therapy session um, it is. <laughs> is it? Well, um, I'm certainly not qualified uh, yeah. to, to be giving couples therapy, but um, it, in a, any partnership, be it a business partnership, I mean, if we see um, people who are friends wanting to go into property together, alarm bells ring in my ears about that. 
because it could be friendships from school days and who they are in their, their mid-30s, oh, my, he's like a brother to me, all this. We're going to go into business together. I know that there's going to be pain in that relationship because whenever money's involved um, and then their partners chipping in as well, you know, even in a JV partnership, that there'll be a bit of storming going on there. So I think this really is probably about relationships more than uh, the business itself. Um, but yeah, just that common ground, communication, understanding your strengths and your weaknesses. And of course, obviously you're very, very aware of your partner's weaknesses mainly, right? It's always their weaknesses that you're constantly aware of. Leaving on to, it's important not to blame when things <laughs> go wrong. <laughs> very easy to do. Um, but things will go wrong. You know, we all know that. Um, it's not all cupcakes and rainbows nope. out there. Nope. So, you know, things will go wrong. And, and and that's just really important to take, you know, collective responsibility. Sounds easy, <laughs> probably a bit tricky, but it is important not to, you know, not to blame another person. But also on that side, it's, you know, if you've got um, well, shared responsibilities is always good, but if everyone's got their tasks, yeah, you know, and you split the task down, then um, it's really, really easy to blame them when they don't do it. Yeah, yeah, it is. But then, you know, if it's a question of, well, you said you were going to do that and you haven't done it, you know, <clears throat> uh, that's yeah. nasty. That, that, but, but then you've got to dig deep into that. It's like, well, okay, well, why, why you said you're going to do that task and you didn't. You know what, what's going on there there's something deeper going on did you not value that task did you not think that was valid that's a communication thing again i think to say well look are you best suited to be the one doing that task yeah maybe that's say okay well let's you know redistribute activities but <laughs> as you go through life you know things will change so you know for example when carol was pregnant and bringing up you know two young kids i was the one that was out doing all the doings i was up and down the m6 on a regular basis um but now as the kids are getting a little bit older, we've got a bit more time back, then you know, you'll you love getting back out there and yeah. you know and, and um taking over that side of things again, which is which is great. So you know, things will change and become fluid as you as you kind of go through life. But again, just keep coming back to it, just having that shared vision of where we're trying to get to and talking about it all the time is is absolutely key. Particularly if you're trying to bring somebody with you, trying to bring a, a partner with you that's yeah. maybe Maybe not on a course. We've had that. You know, we've had people come on and the partner hasn't done the course, hasn't done the training, hasn't been on the mentorship. So they don't. They're not quite there with the mindset that a lot of us are. Um, and I think that's when you have to prove. Yeah, you have to prove yourself a lot more. Prove yourself you? that it works, and, and slowly bring them on board. And again, just keep having those conversations about longer term planning. You know, where are we in twenty years? Um, it's very easy when you're both working if, if that's your situation to, to focus on the day-to-day and the month-to-month yeah um, and we've got to try and zoom, zoom out yeah and look at the big picture look at longer-term planning so we probably need to do a podcast for people who are doing this on their own right because yeah. <laughs> when when uh, people are starting out they're like oh but it's gonna be hard for me because I'm on my own I'm like nah that's actually easier you've only got yourself to deal with <laughs> and then uh, yeah. um so you know if, if you are doing this on your own and you don't have a partner then count yourself lucky because you don't have all these other intricacies to to, to juggle uh, along the way but I, that, I think that's been really interesting cathartic for us maybe therapeutic for us to talk about this um and I, I always find 
you know, holidays is a brilliant time to just sit, reflect, um, plan. You know, because in the day-to-day busyness of life, it's sometimes challenging. So um, I think a, a lesson for us uh, with us being away on holiday at the moment is we need to find a space to talk and sit and reflect and plan more than we probably do right now. Um, so always learning, always learning. So I hope you find that uh, useful. Thanks, Nick, for your time and your input. And thank you so much for allowing me to blame you for when anything goes wrong. Clearly it is all your fault. Collective responsibility. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll see you all very soon.